You're listening to an L.A. Kings podcast. For more episodes of this and every other Kings program, visit lakings.com slash podcast. You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the L.A. Kings. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. I am Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. If you weren't already aware, Bailey and the LA Kings streamed simulated versions of the remaining games on the Kings schedule after the NHL put its season on hold. Last Tuesday night, Will Wheaton joined me and Dave Joseph after the simulated game against the Sharks. We spent a few minutes pretending the game was real, but ultimately the conversation turned to the Kings and Will's fandom. It was so much fun, and the response from the fans chatting on Bailey's Twitch channel was so great that I thought I'd make it available for you as a podcast here. So, here it is. Welcome back, Kings fans. Another huge win for LA, 8-6 to six over the San Jose Sharks. Joining me tonight, LA Kings PA announcer Dave Joseph. How are you tonight, Dave? Jesse, I am fantastic. What a big win for your LA Kings. Huge to come back to Staples Center and get a W. I love it. That's right. What do you always say? The first game back after a road trip is the hardest? It's the toughest one, Jesse. It's always the toughest one. You know that, brother. And a huge guest tonight, Will Wheaton. How are you doing tonight, Will? I am feeling good, my man. That was a sick game. I I am so hyped for the Kings (laughs) to come back from a huge road trip, huge road victory, and then to keep it going here at Staples. I'm feeling good was a fun night, but Dave, there's something a little bit off. I gave you my Stanley Cup the other night. I'm going to have to ask for that back. My room's just not the same without yeah. it. Sorry, I forgot all about that. Here you go. Yeah, let me just get out of your way, fellas. Well, I just, all right. Oh, okay. There we go. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate that. All right. Uh, all right. So let's talk about that game. First star of the game. He took a huge hit in the third period there, but Blake Lazat with one goal, three assists, plus two, almost 19 minutes and two shots. Will, how excited were you to see Blake Lazat come up with a huge game like that? Lazat's one of my absolute favorite players right now. I love him. I love Pro Horkin. I absolutely love these young players. I have so much respect for Lazat specifically because I think, what, he's 19? He's a little kid. And he is skating shoulder to shoulder with some of the greatest players uh, uh, in the game right now. Uh, I just he's so fun to watch. And uh, when he got leveled there in the third, uh, I'm not going to lie. It hurt my heart a little bit because he's my boy. <laughs> Dave, what do you think of the, the game? And let's go ahead and, and reference the entire season for Blake Lazat. He's been impressive. Well, yeah, and nobody saw it, I don't think, out of training camp. You know, nobody pegged Blake Lazat to be in the, uh, in the starting lineup for the L.A. Kings. So I think it's a big step for him, and he's grown as the season has progressed. And like Will said, he's fun to watch, and you can just see he brings the energy every night. Uh, good energy guy to have out there, and, and I love watching him play. Second star of the game, Martin Furk with a goal and two assists. Not only that, but a six-game point streak now. Will, how excited were you to see uh, Martin Furk get back on the board? You know, I I think Ferk is terrific. Just he's such an incredible story to be unsigned uh, and and undrafted and then to show up the way that he did. He has not only is he a tremendous player, but he fits into the system and the chemistry of this team so unbelievably well. I can't remember the last time the Kings had that giant cannon of a slap shot 
just ready to go every time the puck is on his stick. Um, and like Lazat, he's so much fun to watch. Um, in my NHL 20, uh, the very first slap shot breakaway goal I scored was with Martin Furk, and I leapt up out of my chair and threw the controller down and strutted around in celebration of Martin Furk's greatness because I love him that much. <laughs> Dave, you, you and I were at the AHL All-Star game where he uh, set the record with the hardest slap shot, 109.2. When are we going to see him unleash a shot that hard in game action? Man, I, we might have seen it already. He's had a couple of blasts this year that are that are Ovechkin-esque, and they might even be, dare I say, faster than uh, the shot that Ovechkin unleashes every night. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, that shot at the All AHL All-Star game was incredible. We knew it as soon as it came off his stick, right? I mean, everyone oh, yeah. kind of let, let out a collective awe yeah. in the crowd. There was a, There was a groan, so... You you can see it. It's got a different feel. It sounds different when it comes off his stick, and it looks different when it comes off his stick compared to anybody else. It's pretty amazing. Ordinarily, I'm not one for caring about the hardest shot contest, but when he took that shot, I yeah, I got excited. Uh, Will, we've got a couple questions. One person in the uh, Twitch chat, and by the way, thank you for everybody watching on Twitch, on Twitter, on Facebook, on uh, YouTube, wherever it is you're watching this, we do appreciate it. But uh, Will... Uh, some people surprised that it was the, actually the Will Wheaton and not just somebody on Twitch with a Will with a Will Wheaton screen name. But uh, some people want to know: Are there any other Kings fans that you've worked with uh, on any of the shows or movies you've participated in? You know, I, I I have never worked with another person who is as big a Kings fan as I am. I'm I went to my first game in probably 1980. I want to say 84, 85, 86 that era, like toward the end of the Triple Crown line. Like that that was when I started going to games. The Kings weren't an especially great team then. We were definitely not a hockey town. And those two things, man, I loved it. I was like, this takes work. And like, like this is a sport that's weird. That doesn't make sense. That's not native to Southern California. I'm all in. Um, the only other entertainer I know, uh, who I know personally who loves the Kings as much as I do is Colin Hanks. Um, and, uh, uh I consider myself to be an exceptionally good company in that regard. <laughs> Colin Hanks, a huge Kings fan has participated in a ton of stuff with the Kings. Mm -hmm. Will, another question for you. Uh, we had wondered this uh, before the game started, but Mrs. Steve Bone wants to know, favorite memory as a Kings fan and why? Uh, I mean, it's so hard to not just say the Stanley Cup in 2014 because we waited so long for that to happen. Like, it's, it is to, to see the, like... Marty's jazz hands when that goal went in. I mean, like that is that that is for me. It's as iconic as uh, as Bobby Orr flying through the air, right? Like, I mean, it's just like it's so seared into my memory forever. But so many incredible memories. I wasn't at the miracle on Manchester, but I was at what they called in the day the massacre on Manchester, which was another game on the anniversary of the miracle on Manchester, where the Kings beat the Oilers ten or eleven to like four or six or something like that. And it was one of those, those great rivalry games in the late eighties where there were just, there was just line brawl after line brawl. And like, it was such an exciting game in a playoff series that the Kings ended up not winning, but it absolutely didn't matter because it was just so much fun. We've got a question here from Queen Xander who sang the uh, national anthem tonight and did a phenomenal job. That was amazing. She wants to know if we could build a perfect Kings team with any Kings players past or present, who would you pick? I'm going to go ahead and limit it to one line. I'll start with the goalie to make it uh, easy on everybody. I'll go with Jonathan Quick. Dave, why don't you handle the defense? And then, Will, if you can give us three forwards. Sure. 
Uh, ooh, defense. I would have to say uh, Rob Blake and Drew Doughty. Safe, safe picks. Well, three forwards that? out of all the 50-some years of Kings hockey. Um, well, we're going to center with Wayne Gretzky, of course. And as much as it pains me to break up the Triple Crown line, I think we're going to put Dion on the wing. And I, I want, and I, and I, and I, and I, and I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to put Kopitar in the other wing, even though he's naturally a center. Oh, yeah. I know he's naturally a center, but I. The correct answer is Luke Robitaille. But thanks for playing. Luke Robitaille. (laughs) It is Luke Robitaille. You're right. I wish I'd like to uh, resubmit my answer. All right. We'll we'll allow you one mulligan. The correct answer is Robitaille and Dion centered by Gretzky. (laughs) Obviously, everybody knows that. (laughs) Come on. What a silly. I mean, that's what kind of moron wouldn't know the answer to that? Now, uh, (laughs) Will, Hannah Davey wants to know, uh, do you play hockey? If so, what position? I did. I played all through high school. I was a goalie. Uh, I played in Burbank uh, at the Pickwick, and I played street hockey almost every day, uh, all through my teens and well into my mid-20s. When I was in my 20s, I was playing it as a dad with my kids, so I wasn't playing as aggressively uh, as I did when, uh, when I was playing with my friends in high school. Uh, but I love it. I'm, I am not in really, uh, super shape these days. I'm not in great cardio shape and I have a hip injury that just does not want to heal. Um, but I miss it. I miss it all the time. I'm a runner now, so I'm getting the cardio back up. Um, I'm no Daryl Evans. I don't think any of us are. Um, but, uh, but, um, but I miss it. I miss it all the time. And I, I, uh, every time I go by Pickwick, I, I get some fond memory of, of having played there. Dave, I know you played collegiate hockey and still play. Uh, what position were you? Uh, I played defense. Um, and I just have a question for Will. Will, did you ever play against Jesse's team in roller <laughs> hockey from the, the Garden Grove uh, Hockey League? Did you ever play there? <laughs> I don't think so. No. If we, listen, if we were going to play Garden Grove, you had to be on the traveling team. And oh, I'm just gotcha, not yeah. good enough for that. I, I, was, I, was, I was in sort of the lower division. I was in kind of like the everyone gets to play division. <laughs> That's that sounds a lot like my division, a bronze level adult, <laughs> adult rec league. Um, but uh, definitely rookie with NHL ninety four controls enabled. Yeah, uh, Will, you said you played goalie. Any goalies uh, from Kings past that you're particularly fond of? Kelly Rudy for life, man. I I was the biggest Kelly Rudy fan. I did not need to wear a blue headband under my helmet, but you know <laughs> that I did. Um, and I wear number 35 because I felt number 35 was likely going to be the next number for a Kings goalie numerically because you had Rudy and then you had um, McSorley with 33. 34 doesn't feel like a like a good goalie number to me. Um, just doesn't it doesn't look right on a jersey to me. So I took 35. Although I think, um, if you ever see, I think Byron Defoe you, wore number 34. But sorry, go ahead. If you ever see me at Staples Center, uh, a few years ago, the Kings did the coolest gift for us season ticket holders where we got these sweaters that are like King sweaters with the, with the Stanley Cup stuff across the back. And uh, and we could put whatever name and number we wanted on them. And instead of putting a Kings player number on mine, I put my number and my name on it. So every <laughs> now and then you'll see me at Staples wearing that. There you go. Kings fans, go ahead and fill up that chat on the uh, Twitch chat channel. Again, we want to thank everybody listening on YouTube on uh, Twitter, on Twitch, on Facebook, all across the platforms. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, these real games that have been taking place over the last month or so. Uh, Dave, I asked you uh, during the third period, who do you thought was uh, leading the team in scoring since the 11th of March? 
Since the 11th of March, uh, Martin Furk, would that be, would Furk be the correct answer? That is correct. In games against yeah. uh, Anaheim, Montreal, Boston, Vancouver, Arizona, Dallas, Nashville, St. Louis, Chicago, and San Jose. I'm going to have to do the math real quick in my head. He had one goal against Anaheim. He had three against uh, Montreal. Uh, four, five, six goals. Uh, eight, nine, ten, twelve. I don't know. A lot of assists. Martin Furk going ahead, leading the way. <laughs> Uh, Andre Kopitar just right behind him, nipping at his heels, leading this uh, rush to the playoffs, as John Rosen mentioned during the second intermission. Tracy wants to know, Will, how many jerseys do you have? I probably have close to a dozen. Um, I have, let's see, leftover from the old days, I've got the McSorley that I'm wearing and a Rudy from the Stanley Cup run in 93 and a Berthiome from probably 90 or 91. Ooh, Daniel yeah, I know, it's a, wow. it's a super deep cut. I was a goalie wow. and I loved goalies and I thought he was great. Wow. Uh, uh, I still have my Dave Taylor jersey from when I was in middle school. Wow. Uh, I am a way too big for it now. Mm. Um, and, then, and then modern jerseys, I've got a Carter All-Star jersey, Kopitar with the assistant captain, uh, obviously have to have a Bailey jersey, uh, my uh, uh, clearly. Uh, and then um, I love hockey teams that don't exist anymore. So I have a Gordie Howe Hartford Whalers oh, wow. jersey. And, uh, and I have a Guy Lafleur um, uh, Quebec Nordiques jersey. And Another I classic. love wearing those out to Staples because – uh, the people who actually see those and are like, oh, man, you know, like especially I don't know anybody who doesn't love the Whalers. Um, I mean, maybe Boston fans, but like <laughs> like I don't know anybody who doesn't like have some affection for the Whalers as an organization. Uh, and it's super fun to meet people that are that are that uh, that are that deep into it. Oh, and then I also have uh, I also have a jersey that that is from a, a, a place called Geeky Jerseys. They made a team called the Crushers. Yeah. And it's got Wesley Crusher's rainbow stripes across the sleeves. Um, I got number eight on my jersey because I was number eight on the call sheet for Next Generation. Wow. And then it's got a picture. And then it's got a picture of Wesley on the crest. It is so cool. It's so cool. I love it. I don't wear it very often. I only wear it for like real special occasions. But I love it. Was that the company that made the Ghostbusters hockey jersey as well? Yeah. That... And I'm, I'm. I think I have a Last Starfighter jersey from oh, them wow. as well. I'm just That's gonna another take my glasses off. So warm in my office, they're fogging up. Uh, yeah, but it's great, and it's got on the on the back, at, like at the neck, it has an insert coin patch. It's oh, no. very very cool <laughs> for the last Starfighter. Yeah. That's I don't, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not in a business relationship with them, but I will endorse the <laughs> heck out of yeah. They make really cool stuff. They do, and uh, you mentioned the first jersey you ever got uh, in junior high. This one right here behind me is my first jersey yeah. that I got in junior high. It's a Luke Robitaille. I later uh, had to replace fantastic. it with, with this guy that I'm sitting on. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> but yeah, Dave, what about you? Any Kings jerseys that uh, that fans would be insanely jealous to know you have? Uh, I don't have any, to be honest with you. But uh, my wife has a bunch, probably 15 to 20 in the closet. Mm -hmm. And they're... Drew Doughty and Jeff Carter's and Luke Robitaille's and Rob Blake, you name it, it's in there. And there's the 50th anniversary jersey and there are some all-star jerseys. And yeah, she's got a pretty good collection. What about that one? I see uh, number 44, Joseph, over your right shoulder. That's uh, this one over here? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, that one is a, uh, uh, that's from Fantasy Camp a couple of years ago. Okay. From LA Kings Fantasy Camp, yeah. Well, I you don't know. You got to do fantasy camp? Yeah, exactly. Kings? That's so cool. Yeah, I don't know if the fans are jealous, but I'm jealous, and I know Will is. Well, <laughs> well, no way! Will Wheaton, you should come out and be a part of fantasy camp. It's a lot of fun. 
I'm not good enough to do that. I will sure kill myself. Are. Absolutely. If I can play, you can play with I'm pretty sure I just pulled my hamstring thinking about it, and I feel like I dislocated a rib. That's pretty much what I do, too. Uh, no, so I, I was in charge of the Alumni Association for a couple of years, so I had to had to bring in a lot of the alumni back into town for the fantasy camp. So uh, they, they let me be a part of the fantasy camp, and it was it's, a, it's really a great experience. The campers have a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. The, the alumni that come back have a lot of fun, so it's, it's a blast. It really is a blast for, for three days, four days. Well, that is just the coolest thing. I want to take advantage of you being here. I won't pester you with too many questions about your career, but I will say, okay. you know, obviously everybody knows uh, Stand By Me, Star Trek, uh, The Big Bang Theory, but I was looking down your IMDb page, a ton of voice work, a ton of, you know, yeah. guest appearances and everything, but is there one one role that fans more frequently come up to you and say, hey, you know, throw you a, a line or, or a quote or, or say that that role it's meant something to you, that, to them, sorry? It's, it's it depends. Like I could live at the center of a Venn diagram of uh, Stand By Me, Star Trek, and The Big Bang Theory. You know, and it's just and I just never really know where I'm going to be in those overlapping circles at any given time. Um, uh, it it really depends, honestly, on kind of like what's been on TV most recently. Um, before we had things on demand, uh, I could tell that like AMC had run Stand By Me because a lot of people would come to me and talk to me about it. And I would know, oh, they've just seen it on cable. Um, uh, same thing with Big Bang Theory. If one of my episodes is on, um, then it tends to sort of go up in, in, in public a little bit more. I have, I have two stories about that that I think are entertaining. One, I was in San Francisco and my wife and I were waiting uh, at a red light and a fellow was jogging by and he jogged by and he looked at me and there's a look that people get and I can tell, right? It's that, oh, I do I know? Oh, okay. Like I see that. It happens all the time. And I'd say about half the time that person comes back and says, I feel like I know you, but I don't know where from. Where did you go to high school? They think we went to school together because I was on their TV when they were in school. Like that's sort of like kind of what happens. But this guy comes by and he goes, do you work on the Big Bang Theory? And I go, I do. <laughs> and he says, you play Will Wheaton on the Big Bang Theory. And I go, I do. And he goes, I feel like <laughs> such a jerk. I don't know your name. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That's great. Uh, 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 and then I was in Canada. I was working in Canada on a show called Eureka, a show that I love that I am incredibly proud of. And um, I was I had a day off and uh, I had to go buy some jeans. So I went uh, down to uh, uh, the Hudson Bay Company to buy some jeans and I walked out of the store and uh, I got back to my apartment and I saw that the um, uh, little security tag thing was still on the jeans and the alarm didn't go off. So oh, I got to go back and get this thing taken off. So I walk back and I'm walking to the store and everybody is looking at me like I have a second head growing out of my neck. Like everybody's looking at me and I'm like, what did I do? And I get really, I have a ton of social anxiety uh, and like generalized anxiety disorder. So I'm like starting to get really freaked out. And I think, do they think I stole these? Am I going to get like <laughs> Canadian jailed because of this and stuff? And, and I the take it back up to the... Like, I, right. I take it up to the counter and the woman helping me says, oh, hey, I saw you on the Big Bang Theory last night. I didn't know that it had aired the night before on CTV. So people were seeing me and going, oh, that's that guy that was on my TV last night. All it did was absolutely terrify me and make me think that I was going to Canada jail. But everything worked out. But if you had, I'm sure it would be a super nice jail. Uh, we're going to get to two more questions unless people on Twitch want to fill up that chat with more questions. 
First one is uh, somebody wants to know who we think the next prospect to sign is. Um, obviously, uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name. Madden. Whatever Madden's first name is. Tyler Madden, I think. Right? Because we already have two Trevors on the team. Tyler Madden we can't have a We can't have a third Trevor. I, know, I get the Tylers and the Trevors mixed up in my head. But he just signed uh, his three-year entry-level contract. Uh, very promising young player. But Dave, any thoughts on who might be the next young player to, uh, to join the Kings, either from college or from uh, Europe? Well, uh, ooh, that's a good question. I don't ooh, from Europe. I don't know. I would have to say it's probably a college player first. I don't want to go out on a limb and and pick uh, one guy. Oh, look, we have a special guest <laughs> appearance. <too. laughs> it's my wife Ann Wheaton coming by to say hello. Hi, Ann Wheaton. Hi, Ann Wheaton. Need to come uh, to come here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Pajamas. I say love hi it. to the internet. <laughs> confetti from the king's win yeah hey how's it going guys <laughs> hello right. and we ladies and gentlemen uh, I, so I, I think i'll jump in and I they're say, saying hello to you yeah say, i think okay. uh, i think I'm cole really... Holtz is probably the next one uh from penn state cole, yeah uh defenseman uh, at the collegiate level at ncaa lots of promise john rosen has been talking about the fact that he'll probably come out and join the team at the end of this season unclear now when that'll happen but um appears to be you know, maybe not NHL ready, but very close to it. Uh, yeah, when is the end of the season? Do we know? We, we do don't not know. When know. That is. We do not yeah. know. Everything's been postponed. And I think today, earlier this morning, Toronto even uh, banned all public gatherings until the end of June. So who knows what's going to happen there? Will, uh, a question from Karen she says she yeah. enjoyed doing the ready room. Or sorry, did you enjoy doing the ready oh, room as much as it seemed? I, she watched six I, episodes before she started Picard. She says her yeah. your show truly enhanced the experience. Uh, like your wife, she was newer to Star Trek, so she says thank you and wants to know if it was as much fun as it seemed. Okay, that's super kind, and that means so much to me. Thank you. My wife is not a Star Trek fan. She is not a science fiction fan. She is a Kings fan, but she is not a science fiction or Star Trek fan at all. When I was hired to do Ready Room, the after show for the Picard show, they uh, gave me links to secure links to watch episodes early so that I would be prepared. So I asked Anne if she wanted to watch with me, and she has heard me talk about Patrick and, and all of the Star Trek people. She knows the Star Trek cast. They're, they're my family. So she she knows all of them, but she's not a big fan of, of, of the show. And she fell in love with Picard. And that was when I knew that this show was going to be something incredibly special. Just three episodes in, she was like, can we watch the next one? Can we watch the next one? Um, and, uh, and I love that. So I had that in my mind when I was doing Ready Room. I thought there's a lot of people watching this who aren't Star Trek fans the way I am a Star Trek fan. And I think that it's very important that I make this program accessible to all of those people and, and make it possible for them to, to, to be included in the fandom celebration of the show. And it means so much to me that, that you got that from it and that you enjoyed it. Um, thank you for watching. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do more. We haven't talked about it yet. Obviously everything in the world is kind of up in the air at the moment. Um, so I don't even know what their schedule is and when it would happen. Um, a typical follow-up question tends to be, would you do it again if they asked? And, oh, boy, would I. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> I, have abs I have absolutely loved it. Uh, we've got another question here. Uh, they want to know if there was a, a player that you were uh, starstruck or nervous to meet. Dave, we'll start with you. Any player that uh, sort of caught you off guard? Uh, yeah, well, the obvious answer is, is the greatest ever, Wayne Gretzky. Mm -hmm. The first time I met Wayne Gretzky, it was kind of – 
wow, is that really him? Wow, that's really him. This is really happening right now. Oh, my God, what am I going to say? And that's really in a nutshell in what felt like two minutes probably went by in about five seconds in my head. Um, just amazing to meet the guy. And then he couldn't have been a nicer, more humble guy and was was super nice and just awesome, awesome guy. And how about you, Will? Um, I have had two experiences. Uh, I got to uh, actually I've had three experiences. I got to meet Kyle Clifford. And that was super cool. That was only about three years ago. Ann and I were flying home from, I want to say, Toronto. And I saw this fellow on the plane who looked super familiar to me. And I said to Ann, I think that's one of the kings. <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I just uh, – and, and I looked him up uh, on my phone and I texted Bailey. And I said, is Kyle Clifford nice? Because I don't want to introduce <laughs> myself to somebody if they're not nice. And he says he and his wife are the coolest people you'll ever meet in your entire life. Their son was with them. Their son was just walking. Um, and uh, and I introduced myself to them and, and tried real hard to keep it together. And I think I probably slimed him a little bit. Uh, but then we took selfies when we got to the airport. So that when we landed at LAX, that was super cool. Um, I have a Wayne Gretzky story also. <laughs> um, uh, I, I still can't believe I got, to, I got to meet him. Um, I actually met Wayne right after I met Gordy Howe. So oh. I was, I was working out. I was just, I was working out in, in, in an afternoon open skating session at the Pasadena ice rink and Gordy Howe came in because he was taking some photographs for something and they just wanted him on a hockey rink. So there's Gordy Howe in Red Wings gear <laughs> standing on, on a rink that I practiced in three times a week. And uh, I had a, one of my goalie sticks with me and I, and I skated over to him and I said, I'm just a huge fan. Would you sign this for me? And he said, yeah, absolutely. And he grabbed a pen and he signed Gordy Howe. I took that stick when I met Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> so I was, I was, I was working at Paramount and Arsenio Hall had his talk show, uh, on the same lot where we were doing, uh, yeah, exactly where we were doing, uh, uh, Star Trek. So, um, I was in a ton of weird makeup for this particular Star Trek episode. It was, I was only this day we were filming me in the holodeck. And if anyone out there, uh, is a fan of next generation, maybe you remember Barkley putting all of his versions of the bridge crew in the holodeck and he put Wesley in the holodeck eating uh, a bunch of blueberry pie and dressed like uh, Gainsborough's painting the blue boy. So I had rouge on my cheeks and, and, and my, and my hair was all back and a big wig on and all that. The publicist for Next Generation comes over to me and says, Wayne Gretzky is at the Arsenio Hall show. I know you're a hockey fan. Do you want to meet him? I happened to have my goalie gear in my car because I was going to practice after work. So I go, yes, I run to my car and get my goalie stick and I come running back. I'm still in full blue boy gear. I look like I have stepped out of an 18th century painting. And I go over to the Arsenio Hall show stage, and there I am. That's how I met Wayne Gretzky, looking like the blue boy holding a goalie stick. And 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 I'm fumbling for words. I'm like, uh, like I mean, you know, he's Wayne Gretzky. There's there is there is no but there is only one way. There will there will never be another hockey player like him. We there are players that come close, but there's never going to be another Gretzky. It's just not possible. And he looks at my stick and he goes, you have Gordie Howe's autograph. That's so cool. <laughs> and yeah. I go, and I go, I, I know. Thank you. And he goes, well, do you want me to sign the other side? And I go, oh, wow. yes. 
So that stick is signed by Wayne Gretzky and Gordy Howe and Daniel Berthiom. I had him sign it at the certificate because I was such a big fan. So that's my that's that's my uh, that that's my that's my Wayne Gretzky story. I think that is the quintessential one of these things is not like the other. Uh, But Will, I know you also had a chance uh, to try your hand at coaching, specifically the mascot game at the All Star game. What was that like? Yep. It was amazing. Uh, I am undefeated behind the bench. That's right. Uh, I coached. Uh, <laughs> I, I coached the, the the Western Conference mascots uh, to a victory over the the East Coast. Um, I put Bailey out for a penalty shot toward the end of the game. I can't remember how that played out, um, but uh, I, I believed in him. Hometown boy, hometown hero, always <laughs> brings his A game. That's right. Uh, loves to be uh, loves to be on the ice. A tremendous competitor. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, I would not change a thing about that game. Uh, uh, if I could go back and do it all over again, very proud of the, of everybody out there, uh, Trapper, even wild wing. Oh, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Trapper nine wants to know if, if you ever got a chance to play against Keanu Reeves. I never did. You know, I always wanted to, there was a, there was a hot minute where I got to play with a traveling celebrity team. I don't know how I got on this team, but I got to play on a team with like, Alan Thick and Jason Priestley and Micah Ruzioni and Jim Craig. And uh, we went to Chicago and I took slap shots from Stan Makita. Like wow. it was crazy. Um, this would have been around 1990, 1990, maybe 1991. We just traveled. I, I got to play in the Boston Garden. I got to play at Reunion Arena. Um, it was really, really fun. I always felt like I wasn't. I always felt like I didn't deserve to be there. I always felt like I wasn't as good as these guys. I wasn't as famous as these guys. Uh, it was the way that my mental illness and anxiety expressed itself at that time. And I, I wish I could go back and just enjoy the experience and not feel like I had to earn it or prove anything to anybody. But I was only like 18 or 19 years old. And like, you know, we were before we came on the air, I was talking about how how much I I respect Prohorkin for being as young as he is and playing at the level that he is playing in a country where he doesn't speak the language. Like it's, it's crazy just how the amount of pressure and the, and the, and the, and the expectations. And I know from being a child actor, sort of what it's like to be a child athlete, just what you have to sacrifice to be playing at the level they are playing at, at 19 years old blows my mind. Uh, and, and I hope that Kings fans appreciate uh, what we are getting to see right now with these young players, these new players, these rookies, the rain players who are, are coming up to the NHL, who are getting to play for the very first time in the big leagues. These are the guys that are going to win us a Stanley Cup. The next the next cup we get, it's going to be on the backs of these guys. Getting to see these guys now and know what they have sacrificed to be not even five steps into the journey toward the Stanley Cup. I just have such tremendous respect for them, and I'm just so grateful that we get to watch them and be entertained by them so often. Yeah, I mean, Dave and I get to see it all the time. Uh, well, Dave sees it more than I do, but when we head out to rain games, you've got Bjornfoot and Kupari and uh, yes. Sudergren, right? All these 19, 18-year-old kids coming over. Like you said, the language yeah. barriers there, the cultural barrier. You know, they have to figure out how to get an apartment, how to, you know, buy a car, pay for car insurance, you know. And adapt to an entirely yeah, exactly. new culture. And play I, hockey I, against I went... grown men. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've got to go out there and play against Thornton. 
who's yeah. played longer than they've been alive. That's right. It's just, it's just, it's or just him. incredible to me. Like it's, it's, I remember Jim Fox saying on a broadcast, the Kings were just getting killed by somebody. And I don't, I mean, pick any other team. They were getting killed by somebody uh, this season. And I remember Foxy saying like, it's tough to watch these games, but what an exciting time to be a Kings fan. Like we are investing the payoff when the Kings make the playoffs, the payoff when they go to the conference final is going to be so huge for those of us that are that are watching these guys mature now like i remember when the kings didn't win against montreal in 1993 i thought that was it i thought that that like that was the one chance this team had mortgaged everything on on those skaters and we couldn't get it done and i was like it's never going to happen again i know how it felt in 2012 if you're just becoming a kings fan now you're going to you have something really special ahead of you yeah, it's uh, – I'm always sort of jealous of Kings fans who got on the, the bandwagon in 2012 or 2013 and got you know their first experiences watching hockey was seeing those wins, seeing those incredible teams that were for two or three years, yeah. you know, probably the flagship franchise of the NHL and didn't have to sit through 20 <laughs> miserable, heartbreaking years of, <laughs> of those late – of those, you know, of, missing of the playoffs. Of and non-calls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But uh, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, it's getting late. But, Will Wheaton, thank you so much for joining us. We would love to have you on this All was, the Kings, man. Uh, I would love it, man. When, when, we, when we can be in the same place again, uh, I would love to do that. Um, uh, anytime. If the season gets extended or if we come in next year or whatever. Like, I'm ride or die for the Kings, you guys. So, <laughs> uh, and I love, love I, I, I love this team. I love this game. Um, I love hockey in LA. I love LA hockey fans. Um, uh, it's just, it's a great part of my life. It's a, a really positive part of my life at a moment in my life where like, I just need something that's familiar and soothing. And, and like, like, listen, everybody watching this, like we know what's happening in the world right now. We just spent some time watching a simulated hockey game together because we needed to be together because we needed to share something fun together. You know what I haven't thought about for the last 90 minutes to two hours? That the world is on fire. I'm really grateful for that. Um, I've said this to you in person, Bailey, but I'm gonna say it to you on the internet. Thank you for doing this. And Dave and Jesse, like, thank you, thank you, thank you for doing this for us. Like it's, I have been looking forward to this all day and boy, was it worth the wait. Well, with that win, uh, the Kings do have 82 points. Uh, a playoff spot still uh, technically, mathematically a possibility. Ooh, yeah, so, here we I'm go. Feeling it. I'm feeling it, you guys. It's going to be an exciting <laughs> postseason. Dave, thanks again, as always, for joining me. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Will. We appreciate you coming. Yeah, and uh, thanks it's to the such a pleasure, producer. you guys. Go Kings, go! Go, go Kings, Kings, go. go.